I want to be faithful to my calling, what God has called me to. I want to be faithful as long as I live. Our days are numbered. Our time at Hillcrest is numbered. Our time here on earth is numbered. And uh, the one song we said said we're going to see him by and by. Well, it may not be that far away. It may be today. It may be tomorrow. And I just, as I think about that, I want to be faithful to what I, what I am called to do. Some of you know what I feel called to do, what I feel called to say. You can do it. You can do it. You can do what God has called you to do. You can be the person God is asking you to be. And the reason you can is because he loves you. And so I'm repeating that this morning, and I will keep repeating it as long as I can talk. You can do it, and God loves you. So more specifically this morning, you can have peace. You are able to have peace. We all long to have peace. And I'm here to remind you that you can have peace day and night. Uninterrupted peace. Peace with God, peace with yourself, and peace with these crazy people that he has living. Peace with others, with these wonderful people he has you living with. You can have peace. Uninterrupted peace. The verse, Colossians 3.15, let the peace of God rule in your heart. In the past, I've been a little frustrated with this, with verses like this, because I'm a doer. I like to do stuff. I like to get it done. I like to be productive. What can I do about it? What can I go for? And, and here's a verse that sounds kind of passive. Just, just do nothing. Let it. Let. Just allow. But as I studied it this time, I need to be willing to be passive. But as I studied it this time, I was like, this isn't passive at all. This requires action for the peace of God to rule. It excited me. For one thing, when you have something, it can be interrupted. So, as I thought of interruptions, my, my wife and I have this little <clears throat> tiff going sometimes. Um, we both like to talk. And so one of us is talking and the other one interrupts. And we declare that the other one interrupts more than 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 we do, you know, and so we have this argument going. Um, but, you know, most people interrupt others when they're talking at some time or other. Maybe not everybody. Uh, and some of us have bad habits of interrupting uh, other people when they're talking. So, talking about interrupting, so here we have the peace of God. And there are things that want to interrupt those Sometimes uh, when my, we, my wife and I do this, um, 
she's talking and, and I interrupt and she says, you interrupted. And I do the same for her. And it's kind of an, and you know, it's kind of a, a thing here that we got going. But uh, we still love each other and, and all's good. But it's, it happens, okay? And, and so sometimes we do not allow the other person to interrupt us. Especially me, I talk slow sometimes. And I'm thinking as I talk and I pause and she starts, I'm not done yet. And I don't let her interrupt. That's kind of the picture that I was having with this peace. The peace of God, don't allow anything to interrupt God's peace in your heart and in your mind. Satan is there trying to throw in jabs, trying to throw in ideas, trying to throw in discouragement, temptations, and uh, negative thoughts. And, and he's just there trying to interrupt the peace of God. Don't allow it. That requires action. That requires decisions. That requires clear thinking. That requires being alert in order to allow God's peace to rule in your heart. We need to be active in not allowing other things to interrupt and to Allow God's peace by not allowing those interruptions. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. And God is the God of peace. So I'm talking about the peace of the God of peace. Isaiah says, for unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government, the rule, that which rules will be upon his shoulder. And there's another verse that says, of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. That excites me. The increase of God's rule and the increase of his peace will keep happening. It'll keep increasing. More peace. More rule. More peace. So anyway, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government, the rule of peace, is on his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, or Wonderful Counselor. The Everlasting Father. He's got everything in control. The mighty God. The Prince of Peace. He is the God of Peace. Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Goodwill. Peace. Toward men. The God of Peace. Let the peace of the God of Peace rule in your heart. What is peace? Dictionary says a state of tranquility or quiet, freedom from disquieting or oppressive thoughts or emotions. That's what we want. We don't like disquieting. We don't like oppressive. We don't. We we like that freedom. That's what peace is. The Hebrew word in Scripture is shalom. Shalom. That is so much richer than our English word peace. Safe. Well, 
happy, friendly, welfare, health, prosperity, and peace is an aspect of it as well. That tranquility and the freedom from disquieting or oppressive thoughts. And rest. Rest. We can be at rest. Whether we're working hard or whether we're sleeping, we can be at rest emotionally. At rest. At rest spiritually. Shalom. That's one of the most precious things you can say to each other. I'd like to hear across this campus. I'd like to hear you wishing each other shalom. That's just everything good. Just prospering. May God prosper you. Bless each other with shalom. And then the Greek word, I forget how to pronounce it, but it means prosperity. It's very similar to shalom This in the New Testament. It means one, like oneness or wholeness, peace, quietness, rest, to set at one again. And this is especially meaningful when, it, uh, when we think of being at peace with God. We're in oneness with God. We're at peace with ourselves. Well, there's a wholeness. We're at one. We're not divided. We're not just pulled here and there and, and uh, all of that. We're, there's a oneness again. So, peace with God. You can have peace with God. You can have peace with yourself. You can have peace with others. Doesn't matter who it is. You can have peace with people. Peace with God. Then he said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. What I'd like to emphasize with this verse is that it takes faith. 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 In order to have peace with God, you need to choose faith. I missed something I want to emphasize. Peace with God, peace with yourself, peace with others. But some people want peace all around. Where it's just everything is peace. That is not possible here on this earth. We never allow ourselves to be at peace with wrong. We never allow ourselves to be at peace with evil, with our enemy. So, until we meet Jesus face to face, there will be some things we, we just can't be at peace about. We can't be at one with. But, you can have peace in your heart while not all this peace. Just wanted to emphasize that. All right, so peace with God. Then he said to the woman, your faith has saved you. What is faith? What is faith? Your faith has saved you. Faith is going by what you know, regardless of how you feel. Faith is not going by how you feel. Faith is doing the right thing. Because you have faith in Jesus, you act upon it. It's not something passive. If you want peace, you choose faith and you believe Jesus regardless how you feel. Now this is not emotional suicide 
where you say, well, I just don't feel it. I just got to ignore how I feel. No, this is admitting. This is how I feel, but I choose faith. I choose to do the right thing. You don't have to change how you feel. You don't have to deny how you feel. You don't have to kill your feelings. You admit them, but you choose faith. That will bring you peace. That will bring you peace. Not everything is like you want it, but you'll have peace. Romans 5.1, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's probably the clearest verse here, that we can have peace with God through faith. We believe who Jesus is. We go by what he says. We follow him in faith, regardless how difficult, even if it kills us. We follow him no matter what. Psalm 85.8, I will hear what God the Lord will speak. For he will speak peace to his people. I love this verse. And to his saints. But let them not turn back to follow. So if we have faith in God, we will hear. We will listen to what he's saying. And he is saying peace. He's saying he wants peace with his people. He's speaking peace to his people. And by faith, we claim this. And we hear. We listen. And we follow and we obey. We do not turn back to folly. And this is fascinating because sin is what separates us from God. Sin is what, what the reason we are not at one with God. And sin is the reason why we're not at peace with God. And so when we're feeling that restlessness, we're not at peace. What do we tend to do? We tend to go to other things. And we have our go-to things. Whenever we don't feel quite peaceful, we, we have things that we go to. When we're restless. When we're not at peace. We have things that we go to and sometimes it's more sin. Sin is what separates from God, us from God. But instead of repenting of the sin and, and going to God, or going to God so, knowing, so we know what to repent of, in order to have peace, we turn to more sin or other things. Instead, anything that we go to instead of going to God when we should is sin, really. And so sin is the reason we, we uh, don't have peace, but then... When we don't have peace, we tend to turn up. And, and this verse says clearly, don't turn back. When you've been brought by faith back to God and have peace with him, don't turn back to folly. As soon as these things happen, where evil comes against us and these things are happening and we, we get a little restless, we get a little uh, anxious and our peace starts to ebb, ebb away, what do we turn to? We need to turn to God. For peace. Come back to him in faith for peace. Alright, when we are at peace with God, then we're set up to be at peace with ourselves. And we've got to keep, peace with God is first. We've got to keep coming back to him. And, and let that peace grow. Let it, let it flourish. Uh, meditate on the right things and so that and then that peace with God grows and through that we can start 
standing ourselves. We can start living with ourselves. We can start accepting ourselves. We can start being who God wants us to be freely. We can be at peace with ourselves. Jesus said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You can have personal peace. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. In Christ we have peace. And unlike this one, Psalm 119, 165, great peace have those who love your law, and nothing causes them to stumble. So if you want personal peace, love God's law. What's God's law? It's a law of love. So here, if you are committed, we've been, some of us have been thinking about love recently. If you're receiving God's love and committing to, committed to passing it on, and that's what you love, you will have great peace. And you won't be tripping up over people. You won't be tripping up over your own uh, weirdness or troubles or anxieties and stuff like that. If you love God's law of love, you won't be tripping up. You'll have peace with yourself. All right, peace with others. And this is from Ephesians. It's talked about Jew and Gentile. And that was just a huge thing, the, the, the divide between Jew and Gentile. And Jesus came and broke that down. And for us, if Jews and Gentiles can be brought together, anybody can be brought together. There's, we're all one. Look at these verses. For he himself, Jesus, is our peace. He himself is our peace. Who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is, the law of commandments and ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man. We're at one again with others through Christ. One new man from the two, thus making peace and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. So I'm at one with God, then I, and you're at one with God. We are at one with each other. So he, in one body, the church, we are at peace with others, thereby putting to death the enmity. Verse 17, And he came and preached peace to you who are far off, the Gentiles, and to those who were near, the Jews. For through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. Colossians 3.15 Let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which you were called in one body. That talks about having peace with others. And, and be thankful. And this verse again. We won't be tripping up over ourselves. We won't be tripping up over other people either. We'll be at peace with others. Romans 14, 19. Therefore, let us pursue the things which make for peace and the things by which one may edify another. It's being at peace with one another. 1 Thessalonians 5, 13. And to esteem them, this is talking about those who rule over us, uh, spiritual leaders. And to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake and be at peace among yourselves. Do your spiritual leader a favor and be at peace among yourselves. Galatians 5.22 But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Peace is a fruit of the Spirit. Now notice the long-suffering, gentleness, and goodness. That all has to do with relating with other people. 
being at peace with other people. So you can be at peace with God. You can be at peace with yourself. You can be at peace with others. All right. If you want peace with God, yourself, and others, let it rule. Let it rule. Do not allow other things or the enemy or people to disturb your peace, to interrupt your peace. Let it rule. All right, second one. Let him rule. It, let the God of peace rule in your heart. Now please turn your Bibles, and I'd like to engage you here a little bit to Colossians 3. We're going to read the verses here. Colossians 3, verse 17 verses. And when I'm done reading this, uh, when we're done reading this, I want you to quickly enumerate. So there's a whole list of things for us to do. Remember I said it's not a passive thing. There's things, there's, there's things for us to do. And there's a whole list of stuff to do here. And I want you to enumerate them. So you can't remember them all, but one of them is going to stand out to you. One of them, God is speaking to you that this is something you need to do or maybe something you've done, or something you believe in. So when I'm done reading this, I, I just want to hear from you quickly a bunch of what is, uh, is mentioned here, things that we are to do. Because if God is ruling and we are doing what he tells us to do, we better know what to do. So here we go, Colossians 3, verse 1. If you were raised, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. For Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is our life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Therefore put to death your members. And it gives a whole list of them. Fornication, uncleanness, and evil desire. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming on the sons of disobedience in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. Verse 8, but now you yourselves are to put off all these, and it gives a list. Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Verse 9, do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with his deed. Verse 10, and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. For there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all in all. Verse 12, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do, indeed, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. All right, what are you supposed to do to let the peace of God rule? To let God rule. Let's hear it. Forgive. Forgive. Yes, that's in verse... 13, yes. If you want the peace of God to rule, forgive. What else? Set your affection on things above. 
set your affection on things above. King James Version says affection. New King James says set your mind. Both. What else? Verse 3, be dead to yourself. Oh. Cheryl, really? Serious? Do we have to die to self? <laughs> For you died, and your life is hidden in Christ. That's right. What else? Seek the things that are above. Seek heavenly things versus earthly. What else? Teach and admonish in all wisdom. Yes, teach and admonish in wisdom. Get busy. Teach others. What else? Be thankful. Put on the new man, the new nature. What else? Do all for the glory of God. What else? Yes. What else? Don't lie. Don't lie. Yeah, that was in there too. <laughs> Don't put on, pretend. Put on love. Put on love. Yes. Thank you. Well, I think well, we may have missed a few, but that's good. We'll end on the put on love. That's excellent. All right, now I want you to turn back a page or two to Philippians 4. And we're going to start reading in... On, in verse 4, and let's do the same thing here. Philippians 4, verse 4, we're going to read through verse 9, and then I want to hear what you're supposed to do here. It's not a passive thing to let the peace of God rule, but here's things you can do to let it rule. All right, verse 4, Philippians 4, 4, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. And the God of peace will be with you. What are you supposed to do? Meditate on good things. Meditate on good things. Spend time thinking on good things. What else? Rejoice. Rejoice. Spend time rejoicing. What else? Be anxious for nothing. Same thing. Don't worry. Be anxious for nothing. Now I know. I expect. That's what they tell me. There's mental illness that's called whatever with anxiety. But I wonder. Let's just make sure that we take responsibility for anxiety. If God commands us to not be anxious, let's just stop it. Just stop being anxious. Let's make sure, let's make sure that it's not a will problem. It could be a mental problem, but... Uh, Often, I think it's simply a will problem. Letting go of our will and letting God be in control. 
make sure it's not a will problem. Be anxious for nothing. What else? Be gentle. Yes. What else? Yes, requests. Make your requests known to God, it says. Don't just, you know, inside, let it, but let it be known all the time. Take your requests to God. Ask him. What else? Be reasonable. Be reasonable. All right. What else? Thanksgiving is mentioned in here as well. Be thankful. Gratitude is huge. All right, so you see very clearly that there are things that we can do to let him rule, to do what he says in faith. All right, I just want to emphasize uh, thirdly here, set your mind. Discipline your mind to think good thoughts. Meditate on good and right and noble true things. That's a discipline. That's an exercise. You will not have peace if you don't discipline your mind. You will not have peace. So set your mind on things above. Discipline your mind to think on good things. And asking God, taking your request to God. And also uh, gratitude. Gratitude. That's an exercise. That's a discipline to express gratitude, to thank God. Start with thanking God for the very things you're anxious about. The very things that want to inter interrupt your peace. Thank God for that because it drives you to Him where it's possible. And number four, allow Him to sanctify you. Uh, the time is here to close, but I think I'll just, uh, this number four, allow Him to sanctify you. This verse will come up here in a little bit. I want to talk just a minute about the peace of the God of peace. We're talking about the God of peace. We're talking about the Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace. And the God of this term, the God of Peace, is used uh, repeatedly in, in uh, benedictions in Scripture. For example, this one. Now the God of Peace be with you all. Amen. Excellent benediction. Shalom. The God of Peace be with you. Paul used that here. Here's another one. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. This is one of my favorite verses in Scripture. Satan is so cruel. I'm so sick of seeing him and the destruction and the pain that he is causing. And I love this verse. We are told that God's going to do it, but he's going to do it under just like I would squash a bug. The God of peace will deal with Satan under my foot shortly. It won't be long. Let's keep fighting. Don't let him interrupt your peace. Don't allow it. Philippians 4.9, we read that verse. These those things which you have learned and received and heard in me, 
do. And the God of peace will be with you. So we make the right choices, we do the right things, and it's not our doings, but God will come and be with us. It's by his grace. He will come and be with us. Thessalonians 5.23, and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. So a lot of times when things are happening and they want to steal our peace and we're tempted to be anxious, allow God to sanctify. Say, I don't like this. This isn't fun. This hurts. This doesn't feel good. But I'm going right through this and God's going to make me a better person through this. The God of peace. If you let peace rule, then you will be sanctified through it. May the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless under the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hebrews, now may the God of peace who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete in every good work to do his will, working in you what is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. You can have peace. I have this picture. I don't know if you can see this picture. Some of you have maybe seen this. It's a lighthouse. And, and the waves are way up beyond the second, third story of the lighthouse. But up in here, the little man is standing with his hands in his pockets, just watching the waves. And I get a picture of peace. Doesn't matter how high the waves are. He is on the rock. He knows. He's been through it before. And he's in the shelter of the lighthouse. And he is secure. And he's letting nothing rock his peace, disturb his peace. Let's pray.